0: Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. Hallelujah. We're going back to what I was uh, preaching on last Sunday. And uh, last Sunday I named uh, the title, There's a Change in the Kingdom. There's a Change in the Kingdom. And so today I'm going to be preaching from the subject, there's a transfer in the kingdom. We're going to go first to Hebrews chapter 12, Hebrews chapter 12 today, uh, verse 25, verse 25, see that you do not refuse him who speaks. Now he's not talking about me, he's talking about God. Come on somebody. Now, God speaks through people, but you, but you got to understand, you can't refuse the word of the Lord. For if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven. Whose voice then shook. Everybody shout shook. Oh, yeah. Well, there that was, that was about 12 people that shouted. and Oh, bless God. We'll go on, amen. Whose voice then shook the earth, but now he has promised, saying, yet once more I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Now this yet once more indicates the removal of things that are shaken as of things that are made that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Yes, therefore since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken Let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear for our God is a consuming fire For our God is a consuming fire now I want you to go to Revelation 3 if you would please um, this was the scripture the Lord gave me when I came out that Sunday and, and told you to sow seed to close doors, uh, the closed doors on some things that you didn't want to follow you into the next year. And we have been constantly hearing testimonies from that. So we know it was a word of word from the Lord. Revelation three and verse seven and to the angel or the messenger of the church of Philadelphia, write. Right. These things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no one opens. I know your works, church. See, I have set before you an open door, and no one can shut it. Glory be to God. For you have a little strength, but you've kept my word. You have not denied my name. Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not, but lie. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet and to know that I have loved you because I because you have kept my command to what? To what? Persevere. You didn't give up when everybody else said give up. You didn't change churches when everybody else said it's time to change churches. You didn't, you didn't throw in the towel and say, man, it's living for Jesus ain't worth it. But you persevered through the tough times. And you're still here today. Can somebody shout amen? But you persevered. Hallelujah. I also will keep you from the hour of trial. Which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast to what you have, that one may, watch this, that no one may take your crown. He who what? Who what? Who what? He who overcomes. Hallelujah. I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. And he shall go out no more. Oh, I love this part. I was meditating on this the other week. I said, God, this is so, I just love it. And I will write on him the name of my God. The name of the city of my God. The new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God, watch this, and I'll write on him my new name. Glory be to God. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So, one of the things I want you to grab from that before we go to Isaiah 22. One of the things I want you to grab from that is you'll notice that this was the church that did not have a rebuke from Jesus. The only one. The one who persevered. The ones who overcame. Did not have a rebuke. And the ones that didn't have a rebuke, God said, now, I open the door and nobody can shut it. That's this house. I don't know who's been beating you up all week, but I said that is this house in the name of Jesus. That's this house. God says one of the things we're praying and fasting for, or not for, but one of the things we're praying and fasting that God release and release us into is endless openings. That's what I saw when God gave me that vision, endless openings. Doors that have been opened, brother Justin, and nobody can shut them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now go to Isaiah 22, and then we're going to read this, and then after that we'll pray, and you can be seated after that. Isaiah 22. Hallelujah. This is where I was preaching from last week, and I'm going to pick up again. I preached from basically one verse, and I'm going to preach from the next verse. Glory be to God. Isaiah 22 and um, let's see for time's sake let's start let's start in verse 19 if you would please so I'll drive you out of your office (laughs) and from your position he will pull you down then it will be in that day that I will call my servant Eliakim The son of Hilkiah. And I will robe him with your robe. Strengthen him with your belt. And commit your responsibility into his hands. He shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. Here we go. The key of the house of David. I will lay on his shoulder. So he shall open. And no one shall shut. And he shall shut, and no one shall open. Hallelujah. <clears throat> we're in 2022, and we're reading from Isaiah 22, verse 20 through t- uh, 22. This is a word for the Lord, from the Lord for the church, right now. Not because of those numbers, but because spirit is bearing witness to spirit. Hallelujah. So last week I preached from the subject, there's a change in the kingdom. This week I'm preaching from the subject, there's a transfer. Everybody say transfer. Transfer. Say it one more time. Say it one more time. There's a transfer in the kingdom and it's all going to make sense in just a few minutes. Stay with me. Father, today I ask that you would anoint and bless the reading and the preaching of your holy word. I ask today, God, that every heart and every eye and every ear and every life would be open now. I pray that anything that would try to distract or anything that would try to hinder or oppose revelation, you bow to the name of Jesus now and get out of here. And Lord, today I decree over the people of God an explosion of revelation in the name of Jesus. I decree over the people of God fresh manna from heaven falling on the table now. And God, I decree over the people of God a move of the Spirit like never before in Jesus' name. Father, I ask today that you would anoint us to hear, receive, and understand your word. That you would anoint me to preach your word. Father, I ask today thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, Father God, I pray look upon my availability and not my ability today. Have your way in the name of Jesus. And let spirit bear witness to spirit today. That this is the word of the Lord for the church right now. In the strong name of Jesus Christ, your son, I pray. And everybody that agrees, I want you to shout a good amen today. Come on, shout a good amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Give him a praise. Amen. Before you're seated today. I'm going to give a minute for everyone to be seated. I'm not going to do a lot of recap, not a whole lot of recap from last week. I know that many of you were out. I pray that you watched online uh, because if I did a recap of last week, we won't get into this. I mean, if I did a big recap from last week, we won't get into this week. So I need you to catch up if you have not watched that yet, because there's a change in the kingdom. There's a I said there's a change in the kingdom. The Bible says that his voice shook the earth. And it's going to shake it once again. He says, yet once more, it indicates the removal. Everybody say the removal. The removal of those things that are being shaken as of the things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Uh, I know that we don't always like shakings. Shakings don't always feel good. Shakings don't all, I mean, matter of fact, I don't know if you're like me, but I don't invite shakings. You might be the one in your prayer closet saying, God, shake me. (laughs) You better watch out. Gotta hear that one right there. But But what I do know is, though I might not like them and I might not always want them, as a child of God, if we pray for God's will to be done in our lives, shakings are going to come. Because there are times in our lives where things are in our lives that are not from God and not of God. And so the only way for these things to be removed is a shaking comes to the people of God. Uh, and, And through those shakings, things that cannot remain are shaken out of us. Why? So the things that can remain do remain. Glory be to God. So even though I might not like the shakings, I thank God on the other end of them. Have you ever went through something in your life where you hated it when you you started out? You hated it going through, but when you got on the other end, you blessed God because you was a a better believer on the other end than you were when you started? Hallelujah. I thank God for those times. In the middle of them now, I was saying, God, where are you? Have you ever said that? I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to get you to be real so I can get to preaching today. Have you ever said, God, where are you? I mean, you knew he was there, but you didn't, you was wondering from time to time, God, are you really here with me? But there was a shaking happening. And God says, not only does this, is this going to happen in the lives of people? He said, but I'm going to shake the earth. He said, but I'm not only going to shake the earth, I'm going to shake the heavens. I'm going to release a word that's going to shake everything that you can and cannot see. Why? So that those things that are not of me and from me will be shaken out. So that the things that are from me and of me can remain. He appoints these shakings in our lives. He appoints shakings. I'm just stay with me. He appoints shakings because the things that removed him have to be removed. Count it not strange that our government is going through what it's going through. Count it not strange that our school system is going through what it's going through. Count it not strange that our judiciary system is going through what it's going through. Because they removed him and now he shakes them because he, uh, help me out, Holy Ghost. Because he's ready to show you might have removed my commandments, you might have removed my preacher, but you'll never remove who I am. In church today, I feel like the Lord has me preaching this word uh, right now because for for almost two years, uh, it, this has been happening in the church has been happening in this nation. It's been happening in our government. But in the year of 2022, you will see this manifest in the fullness this brings us to our text today in Isaiah 22, and the, uh, the God tells the prophet, He says, "I want you to go and speak a word, a word from Me on the earth. This word, His word, is shaking the house of Israel and the house of Judah." And I told you. So He says, He says, "Go speak to Shebna." Shebna was one of. You can see that in verse 15 or verse 14. Shebna was one of the top, uh, the top leaders in the king's house. Everybody say king's house he was one of the top leaders in the king's house and he says go tell Shebna he says go tell him who do you think you are he says, you got a title you got a position and you got all this he says but instead of giving me glory in it you've let it go to your head in this thing He says, so go tell Shebna, Shebna, I'm giving you an eviction notice. I'm about to evict the spirit of Shebna out of my house. I'm about to evict, I'm about to evict the spirit of pride out of my house, out of the leaders. Why? Because there is somebody in the shadows named Eliakim. And I'm ready to bring him to the forefront. So I told you last week, I said, number one, this will be the year that God removes the spirit of Shebna from his house. Hallelujah. He calls Eliakim his servant. He said, this is my servant. He said, I'm removing the proud and replacing them with the humble. Someone who is thankful. Is anybody thankful in the house? Somebody who is grateful. Oh, glory be to God. Somebody, somebody who don't mind giving me glory. I'm replacing him with the people I don't have to beg to serve. I don't have to beg to show up. I don't have to beg to love. People who realize that it's me that raised them up. It's me that blessed them. It's me that prospered them. Therefore, they have no problem with returning my tithe and giving giving me offerings because they know if it wasn't for me, they wouldn't really even be here today anyway. I'm talking about people who say, God, I'm just glad to be a part of the redeemed. I'm just glad to be a part of the beloved. I'll serve where you want me to serve. I'll love who you want me to love. I'll pray when you want me to pray. I'll give you a worship. I'll give you a praise. He says I'm evicting Shebna. The church has operated too long with the spirit of Shebna. People with titles and positions. But inside of them they're really saying it's all about me. I, it's really all about me. It's about my name. It's about my ministry. I, it's about what I want. It's about what my agenda is. It's about what I want to do. It's about how I want to spend my time. I'll choose whether I come to church or not. I might just be me a, 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 couch, a couch Christian. I'm, I'm just going to do what I want to do. And God says, you don't understand. There's been a shaking and there's another one coming. And it's going to shake some stuff. And if you don't get yourself right and get a right spirit, you won't be grounded in the time where your shaking happens and you'll get shook out. You'll find yourself falling by waysides. And you'll find yourself in places you didn't even ever think you could go back to. They were talking about, y'all know on this thing on Facebook, they got this 10 year challenge. You know, and I was looking, I was like, man, praise God, look at some people, man, they blessed and things. And, and, and I told my wife, I said, I didn't do it because I just don't need no more haters. <laughs> no, that ain't why I didn't do it. I, I said, I said, I didn't, I didn't, I said, but what I wanted to do is a 10-year challenge. And I wanted to put up serving Jesus in 2012. And in 2022, I'm still with him. Because I know there's a lot of people that started out well, but they ain't nowhere to be found in the kingdom now. Ain't you glad God kept you in a place where you're still here today? I got a 10-year challenge. I was full of the Holy Ghost then, and I'm full of the Holy Ghost right now. I got a 10-year challenge. You can find me in the house back then, and you can find me in the house right now. You can find me worshiping back then, and you can find me worshiping right now. You can find me preaching then, and you can find me preaching right now. I could care less whether you drop pounds or put them on. I could care less whether your hair is red, white, black, yellow, or none. I just want to know are you still with him? Are you still in the faith? Are you still growing from glory to glory? Are you still climbing from faith to faith? Is one block being added upon another and precept upon precept and line upon line? I want to know, are you drawing near to him or going away from him? Hallelujah. Ah, oh, I'm trying to get through this recap. So he says, he says, I'm removing Shebna. I'm removing him. I'm evicting the spirit of Shevna. let let me go to number two today. This is your second number two point adding from last week. This is the year. Everybody shout year. Year. This is the year of divine transfers in the king's house. There's going to be some stuff this year that the body of Christ is going to (gasps) go. I want you to notice that I said transfers, not transitions. Transfers, not transitions. Transitions uh, are changes that happen when someone who is in a certain position moves to a greater or equal position. Transitions, I'm going to say it again, are changes that happen when someone who is in, in a certain position moves to a greater or equal position. You won't find that in dictionary. I made that up. But it's from the Lord. Trust me. Uh, the, the person coming in or the person taking the place takes their previous position and everyone is promoted or everyone, the kingdom is greater because of it. Let me say it that way. But a transfer A position is when a position is taken from somebody and given to another so that the intention, responsibility, and character of the position can be carried out. A transfer of position is when a position is taken from somebody and given to another so that the intention responsibility and the character of the position can be carried out. In our text today, God is not performing a transition. He's performed a transfer. He's saying, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm not putting, I'm not like high-fiving you and saying, Elijah, come now, it's your turn. He's saying, Shebna, I'm delivering you a piece of paper saying, get out. And Eliah come stand up. In your rightful place. Hallelujah. In other words, Shebna, I gave you the position, but in your pride, you refused to carry out my intentions. And you came up with your own. You refused to take care of the responsibilities I gave you and you didn't display the right character Therefore a transfer is taking place in the king's house In the kingdom There was three things that God said that would happen in this transfer and I believe church These three things are taking place in the earth this year We will see it in many different arenas including governments all over the world But most obvious or what will be the most obvious will be the kingdom of God. So I want to talk about the three transfers that's about to happen. And you want to get ready for this. Because I believe this is from the spirit of the Lord. You know, God's a loving God. He's a kind God. He's a long-suffering God. But he's also a just God. He's also a just God. So I want you to grab this right here. I hear heaven saying, get ready, church. There's about to be a wardrobe transfer. A wardrobe transfer. If you'll notice with me in, in verse 21, he says, he says, this is what I'm about to do. Shevna, I'm taking your robe off of you. And I'm putting your robe on Eliakim. There's about to be a wardrobe transfer. Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to, I'm going to place it on the humble in my house that will serve me and obey me. See what you've got to understand. This don't really matter much in America, but it does in other places. And it did back then robes represent things in the Bible. Robes represent things. Uh, uh, Beggars had beggar robes. uh, you'd never see a beggar wearing a King's robe and you never see a King wearing a beggar's robe robes represent things. Robes have uh, robes spoke of your, your identity, if you will. Uh, robes had something that, that could tell about your who you were and who you are in society. And if not in the society, definitely in the kingdom, robes communicated things. That's why when Jesus called blind Bartimaeus, the first thing blind Bartimaeus did was throw off his robe. What was he saying? As he was saying, I don't think I'm about to be healed I, I don't I, I'm not just wanting to be healed I'm throwing off my beggar's robe because I know when I get to Jesus I ain't gonna be a beggar no more how do you know blind Bartimaeus because when I get to him I'm gonna receive my sight and I ain't gotta beg from nobody no more so the first thing he did was threw off his robe Stay with me today now. And so he he was telling Jesus, I am sure, I am positive. I'm about to be healed. I throw off my robe. In the Bible, the priest, everybody shout priest. The priests were forbidden to tear their robes. In the Old Testament, you can read it. It said, don't tear your robe. priest. don't do this. Because for a priest to tear his robe was to say there is no hope. And we know that we serve the God of the only hope. But in God, but watch this. But 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 so so what the Pharisees and the priests didn't know was when they brought Jesus to the high priest and, G, and they and they accused him of blaspheming, and the priest tore his robes. What they did not know is they were prophesying is that the robe was coming off of religious leaders and being put on the great high priest. That there was a robe transfer happening. Stay with me. You see, you got to understand something. Uh, Well, this is the whole reason why people in the Old Testament, when they fasted before the Lord, they would clothe themselves with what? Sackcloth. Why? Because it represented something. It represented God. I'm humbling myself. I'm pushing back from the table and I'm repenting and I want to I want what you want in my life. And so Moses, this is also the reason why Moses had to had to remove Aaron's robe before he could die. God said remove his robe and put it on Eleazar. He said because and then Aaron's going to die. If Aaron if Moses wouldn't remove the robe he wouldn't die. How? Because it represented life and it represented anointing. So when Moses took the robe off of him and put it on Eleazar, the Bible says he died at that very moment. What are you trying to say? Stay with me and we're going to get to it. Uh, there, there's, there's a robe, there's a wardrobe transfer. People have been wearing robes and despising the robes they wear. Why well, we always got to be in church? Don't never have time to do what I want to do. despising the robe you wear when somebody else is in your shadow saying, God, give me a chance. I'll walk there. I'll do it for free right now. Just give it to me, God. There's robe transfers coming. It's got quiet in this Pentecostal church. God is, you're going to see this year. There are people that have wore robes. Warm, I ain't talking about just, in, I'm talking about the body of Christ as whole. I'm talking about leaders in the kingdom. I'm talking about pastors. I'm talking about preachers. I'm talking about five-fold ministry people that wore a robe and pride and arrogance. And God's saying, Shebna, you wore it long enough. Eliakum has gotten big enough to fill your shoes now. And I am going to bang, or put up with somebody in their pride. I'm about to grab somebody that's humble enough to say God has done it for me. And if he did it for me, then he can do it for me now. I'm going to put my robe on somebody the robe also represents righteousness this year upon the true body of Christ notice I said the true body of Christ upon the true church, you're going to see a greater embracing of righteousness. It won't be because somebody made them. It won't be because somebody persuaded them. And it won't be because they're living in fear. It will be because they they live for Jesus. They love Jesus. And they've been drawing near to God. And God has been drawing near to them. And he will clothe his church this year with a robe of righteousness. And they will wear it not with arrogance, but they'll wear it with gratitude. And they Won't be ashamed or intimidated, but they'll wear it in the beautiness of His holiness. Hallelujah. You're gonna see it. I can see it right now in my spirit. Hallelujah. That the church begins to turn. And say, God, I want what you want. God, I'm not trying to see how far I can live towards the world and get away with it. And God, I don't care about a powerless Christianity. But God, I'm embracing a righteousness because I love you and because that is your nature and character. Oh, you're going to be called religious. You're going to be called formal. And you're going to be called outdated. But tell them, put on the end of it. I am full of the Holy Ghost. And I'm carrying a mantle in the last days. A robe of righteousness. One that Shevna don't want to wear. Hallelujah. Shebna don't want to wear righteousness. Shebna wants to position. Bob I'm kicking some devils today in this nation. Shebna wants to appear like he's got it. The robe also represents royalty. I told you in October of 2021, That there is coming a wealth transfer to the body of Christ that has never been witnessed before. Never been witnessed before. That's why the robe of righteousness has to come with the robe of royalty. Because the Bible says in Psalms 37, the righteous will inherit the land and will dwell in it forever. You can't get a robe of royalty and not have a robe of righteousness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the robes are falling on the church this year. He says, I'll clothe you with my robe. I wanna, give a, I wanna give a warning, if I can, to this church and to the body of Christ as a whole. Because when I tell you a wealth transfer is coming, I'm not saying it might. I'm not telling you you're gonna experience some little trickles. I'm saying you're gonna see the church so blessed, and you ain't even gonna have room for it. But I want to give a warning because the Spirit of the Lord put this in me about three weeks ago and I've just been praying over it. In Deuteronomy 8, he says, I am the God that gives you power to make wealth. He says, I'm going to give you houses that you did not build. I'm going to give you vineyards that you did not plant. I'm going to give you territory that you should not even have. He said, but be careful. That when you got in your house, that you never thought you could get in. And when you got a bank account that you never thought you could have. And when your kids are all good and your family are all healthy, be careful that you do not forsake me because all of a sudden you ain't got time to come to church no more. And all of a sudden you gotta be all the the time, be away, and you don't have time to worship. And you ain't got time to praise. And you're making too much money to tithe. Here's your warning. You be careful because the blessing is coming. It is coming. It's gonna be like a tsunami you're gonna get caught up in this thing man but don't give in to the deceitfulness of riches I seen somebody on Facebook the other day they were religious I hope they ain't part of this church (laughs) Anyway, I don't really know. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. I really don't know. But they said money is the root of all evil. And I said, boy, if I wasn't a leader in the kingdom, I want to respond. Money's not the root of all evil. The love. Religious joker. The love of money is. Because what happens is when you don't got blessed. Your love turns from God into money. And now you take on the spirit of mammon. On which God said, Jesus said that you can't serve both of these. So I'm about done with my warning. You will. If you are a tither and, a, and, and you sow seed in this house, you hear me. You will, over the next years, be so blessed. You don't know what you're going to do with it. But I'm telling you if you turn from God in it your blood's not on my hands. I have cleansed myself from it today. You've heard it. Let me tell you, I just feel like I need to massage this for a moment. I had a man of God tell me one time he said listen being a priest and a king What he was talking about is being a pastor and owning business and stuff. He said, that's got to be difficult. How do you keep the king from killing the priest? In other words, what he was saying is, how do you keep your blessings from overtaking your anointings? And I said, every time I sense the king have a bigger voice than the priest, I get a big seed and sow it. And I shut him up. And I don't sew it to myself. God told, people tell told me, I, I gave this much money last year. You sowed it to yourself. I sew it into somebody else. I sew it into another ministry. I sew it into this ministry. Why? Because what that does is that says, you hear me, money, you are not my God. You never will be my God. You're a tool that my God has placed in my hands and I use you like I want to use you. And if you'll keep that mentality, I promise you, God will bless your socks off you walk in to places and I had it. Have y'all heard me say this, but I'm going to say it again. I had it happen to me the other day. I walked in. They said, y'all better hush. The money's walked in. I said, you know it. I said, you know what money's walked in. And then this other guy said, it walked in, but he didn't say you could borrow any. I said, that's right. I ain't, I ain't United Bank. Praise God. I got as much money as a United Bank, but I ain't a United Bank. (laughs) See, what has happened is that God blessed people who didn't have the spirit of Shebna when they started. But then when it all came in, and charisma, and TBN, and, 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 and all these other networks started calling. All of a sudden, their chest got big. Went and put a tattoo on it. S. Yes. Not for saved. They got proud. Arrogant. And God said, this year I'm removing Shemnes. And the robe in which he wore has fallen on the Eliakim's. I want you to give God three seconds of praise because you are an a liar come in the house <laughs> Second thing he said he said I will strengthen him with your belt I'll strengthen him with your belt the New Living Translation says it and probably says it a little more accurately. I Will give him your title I will give him your title when the Bible says uh, he'll strengthen with belt, he's saying that there's going to be a title transfer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Contrary to popular opinion, titles do actually mean something. In a time where Pharisees are on one side abusing their title and hipster theologians are on the other side not respecting a title, a title still means something. The, if you don't think so, the difference between you and Brian Kemp Is the title governor now you ain't gotta like him whether you voted for him or not don't it don't matter he's still governor the difference between us is governor because he has that title before his name he is privileged listen carefully grab it in the spirit he is privileged to certain information that we are not Because he has that title, he sits around tables with people that we can't. He makes decisions on things that you don't even get to know about. Why? Because he has title governor before his name. Whether you like it or not, it is a true fact. God tells Shebna, I'm stripping you of your title and I'm giving it to Eliakim because you're not doing the right thing with it. Therefore, this year there will be some title transfers in the kingdom of God because I need people. Everybody say God needs people. That'll sit around the table with other people and don't speak their own heart and doesn't speak their own mind and doesn't promote their own agenda. But has the mind of Christ, the heart of the father and the agenda of the kingdom and says, thus says the Lord. I need people. That when they, when they are in decision-making places and moments, they'll make decisions that line up with my intentions and not their own. I need people who will value their title and not sell it to the highest bidder so they can promote their godless agenda in my house. Many in the kingdom have pawned their titles. Wow. Come on. Come on. I ain't talking about the title of your car. Stay with me now. And if you hang around here for a little while, you'll want, you'll get all out of that business. You'll get out of that mess. They pawned their titles. Pastors have went in and pawned their titles to compromising Christianity. Leaders have went in and pawned their titles to 70 minute services, cause how dare I keep somebody in God's presence two hours? People have went in and pawned their titles to racism and religion. People have pawned their titles to tithing terrorists. People who say you'll do it or I'll take my tithe. They're a tithe terrorist. They pwned their titles. And they valued them not. Just like Esau. When he gave up his birthright. For some soup. I've told you this, but let me tell you something. Being a leader, being a child of God, being a leader in the kingdom, there is no higher calling on the face of this earth. If they said, Pastor, why don't you run to be the president? I would say, why do I want to step down? I am in the highest place I could possibly be in on the earth, and it is a preacher of God's word. How dare I go and pawn my title so I can get some stuff that the world has to offer, the The Bible tells me that there is a day that I'll throw crowns at the feet of Jesus. The Bible tells me there is a day that I'll walk through the pearly gates and everybody I brought with me will be there so that they can say, thank you, God, that we're a part of the redeemed. I ain't pawning my title. You don't have enough money for it. hallelujah he has given it to people who have a heart that says just thankful to serve you God he's giving it to people just say I'm happy to be a part of the church he's giving it to people that say "Uh, God I know I didn't bring myself here and I know you brought me here so I'm going to give you praise in the middle of it anyway He's giving it to people who say, I'll submit to whatever I need to submit to. I'll serve where I need to serve. He's giving it to people who are not offended and upset by every little thing in the kingdom of God. But I'll say, I'll put my big boy pants on. I'll put my big girl pants on because I am in the kingdom for such a time as this. I'm not going to get offended because somebody didn't say, hey, I'm not going to get offended because the pastor didn't respond to my post. I'm not going to get offended because I didn't get petted when I should have got petted, but I am ready to carry a torch in the last day. Hallelujah. The world can do that. Hallelujah. Woo. Glory be to God. He's given it to people that have soft hearts and surrendered lives. Soft hearts and surrendered lives. Soft hearts and surrendered lives. lives. You would have a right to be offended if you owned yourself. But you don't. And you can keep carrying it, but know this, you're going to feel a garment come off of you and a belt slide out from around you and you're going to look around and you're going to see somebody else carrying it because God ain't going to stop his agenda just because you're offended. God ain't going to stop his agenda because you're mad, you're upset and you don't want to hang out no more. You have you have the decision to whether you want to walk with God or not. Number three, and then I'm done. He says, I'm gonna commit your responsibility into his hand. The new the new Levin translation says, I will give him, listen carefully, your authority. church. I've been feeling this in my spirit now for a couple weeks, but I believe this year there's a renewed authority coming on the church. There's a renewed authority coming on the church right now. Uh, what the church of Jesus Christ needs all over the world is the authority of heaven on the earth. And for some time, the church has abandoned their God given authority on the earth. This happened when the church decided it no longer needs apostles and prophets and we'll let the evangelist come in two weeks a year Give me a pastor and occasionally a teacher and let me be nurtured Let me be pampered and let somebody put bottles in my mouth because it's really all about how I feel I Am kicking devils. I don't know if it's in here all over this nation or both right now And so when the church said I don't want the apostle and I don't want the prophet they abandoned authority because let me tell you something. I thank God for pastors. I have them all around me so I can, so we can have a well-balanced ministry. But can I tell you what's coming to the body of Christ this year? You're about to see the rising up of apostles and prophets once again. You're about to see people start standing up in an apostolic anointing saying, Thus says the Lord. And all of heaven comes on the earth and begins to move the walls. You're about to see authority, a renewed authority come back to the church. Hallelujah. You've got to understand something that as long, that's, that as, long as you are uh, raised by a nurturer and a nurturer only, then it'll always be about your feelings. It'll all be, always be about what you want. It'll all it'll always be about how you want it. It'll always be about what you think. That's the reason daddies are good in the home because every once in a while you need somebody to step in with some authority and say, it ain't all about how you feel and it ain't all about what you think and it ain't all about what you want. There's an authority coming on the body of Christ this year and that authority will break demonic strongholds of a region. It'll break demonic strongholds over nations, It'll break demonic strongholds of a city. And you will see the word of the Lord begin to be released in such an anointing and such a fire. It'll burn up the enemies of God. Church said, for 40 years, the church in America has mostly, when I say the church in America, I'm saying as a whole, y'all. Now, I know there's different places, but has mostly received from nothing but the one who nurtures. The one who nurtures. That's one of the fivefold. That's the reason the church is poking the devil and not punching the devil. So if you can't do my, my second wife's, brother's, aunt's, uh, wife's funeral, I'm going somewhere else. Why? Because I, I don't know nothing but nurturing When, when you, okay, for those of you that, that don't want it, that, that are just like, I've done had enough pastor. I'm cool. Just plug your ears for a minute. And then for those of you that want something else, I'm going to share something with you. Uh, now, now we do them. We, we care about you. We're going to, we going we to keep preaching your, you know, your funerals. We love you and your family. We have pastors that do things like that, but you know, you can't find that in the Bible. If you can't, I'll tear it out and eat it. You can't find it in the Bible. You cannot find one place where it has been commanded by Jesus for a man of God to go preach a funeral. Now we do it because we love and we care. You understand? And we do weep with those who weep when we rejoice with those who rejoice. But if your whole ministry... Is about burying people, you'll never raise people. And the church has made, the Church of America has made the whole ministry about burying people. You become funeral specialists and not revival specialists. I don't know if y'all can hear from the apostle. You okay? But it's the truth. And so we sit around and we wonder why we don't have no life flourishing in the church. It's because we've received from a nurturer for 40 years. And it's so ingrained in the church of America that when we hear an apostolic voice, we, we have to struggle to even receive it. Everything in us resists it. Because when you've heard from the mama for so long, the daddy's voice seems strange. <sighs> Boy, I done stirred some junk up in here today. Jesus, we got to... Mike, pull my car around. Amen. <laughs> I'm so glad I got a good church. I'd have folk line up. Tell me, I got something for you right now. <laughs> I'd be like, don't touch me. That angel will get you. You don't even see him. You don't even see him. One more thing. Watch this. And he says, uh, I'm raising. And, and he says, Eliakim shall be a father, a counselor, a guide. Hear me clearly. One who can be trusted in times of danger and difficulty. That's what a father is. Father's not a father because you carry their name. A father's not a father because you came from him. That's a donor. Father is somebody who says in your difficult times. You can trust me. In your dangerous moments, I won't run from you, I'll run to you. For two years, the church was in one of its most dangerous times. And we could hear nothing from the mouth, I say nothing, but as in a a majority, let me say that, because there's still, let me tell you something, there's still men and women of God all over this nation. So I want to be careful here. But mostly all we heard was 10 minute snippets. How to make breakfast with your family while I close my church. In a dangerous time. Where people are dying and their families can't even get in there. You have no word from the Lord. You have no word from heaven. Silent. Playing golf on the golf course with the boys drinking beers. And God said, Shebna, you ain't no father. You ain't no father, Shebna. Eliakim, you a father. So this year you're going to see people God's going to bring by the hand. Ain't never heard of them. Ain't never heard of them. They just pop up because God said, I can trust them in dangerous times. I can trust them in difficult times. I can trust them with my people when all hell says I'm coming to kill them and they'll stand up right by themselves and say, In the name of Jesus, you'll have to get through me first. I can trust them in times when the devil shows up on their doorstep and says, I'm gonna tear your house apart. I'm gonna tear your marriage apart. I'm gonna tear your children apart. And they stand up and say, You gotta get through me first. I can trust them when the devil shows up to a ministry and says, I'm gonna tear it down from the foundation and say, you got to get through me first these are the in the kingdom and it's time that they stand up in the name of Jesus the transfer you see coming to the kingdom of God this year will be from the ones who can't be trusted in dangerous times To the ones who can be trusted. I know this like ain't a salvation message. But oh, if I was lost in here, I wouldn't leave till I got saved. (laughs) I'd be like, God, you gonna shake them like that? Well, if I leave out of here lost, I don't know what's gonna happen to me. I leave out of here backslidden. I don't know what's coming my way. The Bible says let judgment begin and let it begin in the. The house of the Lord. I know that I, I really thought this there's going to be a shouting message today. And I don't even know the fullness of why God has me releasing this other than to prepare this house so that you're not shaking when other folk are shaking. If you see big names fall, don't be shaken. Don't be shaken. Pastor, are you wishing ill on the church? No, I'm part of it. I'm just telling you what's coming. The shepherds will be exposed, and a lion comes will come to the forefront with a robe a belt and authority. We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.